Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley, and it is another great day for inflation data. I mean, maybe not as good as yesterday. Yesterday was 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 pretty was pretty elite, but. Um, Today's not so bad. We got some producer price info we're going to get to. Uh, we will talk about CPI. We talked about it yesterday, but it's always good to kind of rehash good news. Never a bad idea. Uh, so we'll get into that. We also have some jobless claims, and that's really kind of it. It's kind of a you know typical kind of boring Thursday. However, what's not boring? Well, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> not for me. Uh, bond markets. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, what a roller coaster it has been for bond prices and yields. Uh, where we were intraday on Monday versus where we are now. I mean, I think we're at the point. Let me do the math in my head. Yeah, we're over 25 basis points is how much uh, the 10-year yield has fallen this week. And let's hope it keeps going here. Okay, so let's start with what happened this morning. So we got producer prices which we knew were going to fall, and they fell, uh, I think, exactly as expected. The producer price index for final demand slowed to 0.4% in June. That's year over year, people. I'm not talking about a 0.4% increase month over month. They are looking at June 2023 and June 2021, and prices are up 0.4%. That is well below. The Fed's target rate. Let's hope that leaks in to consumer prices. Uh, so that is down uh, from the, I think it was 0.9% that we saw in May. And now the lowest level since August 2020. That is good to be able to say. I'm very happy about that. And that's what they were expecting. Uh, final demand increased by just 0.1%. That is up from May's 0.4% decline and actually is the second biggest month in June 2023. We have seen quite the collapse in producer prices this month with, yeah, I mean, four out of the six months we have seen declines month over month. So this was the one that was actually an increase, but good news for us is that we have seen prices fall. And I mean, it has been a pretty fascinating collapse. I mean, this year, last time we were almost at 10%. And I think we re, I think the high that we saw, if I remember correctly, I kind of, I actually, I'll admit, I forgot to uh, pull this data up before the show started. Yeah. Yeah. I was correct though. That's usually how it works. <laughs> it's somewhere back there in my brain. Uh, at one point we were at 11.2%. Producer price inflation was 11.2%. Uh, we saw that in June 2022. So in a year, we have seen producer prices go from, this is producer price growth, from 11.2% now down to 
percent. That's crazy. That is, that's nuts. Point. You know what? <laughs> I just realized the the um, year over year number was point one percent. I was I was looking at the prediction. Uh, you know things that happen when you broadcast live. Point one percent. Point one percent. It was a point. It was point four percent is what they were projecting. And the month over month last month was a 0.4% drop. So it was 0.1%. And that's what it was year over year. I mean, that's okay. So even better than, you know what? I maybe take it back that the producer price data was not as exciting as CPI. We producer prices are almost flat year over year. That's crazy. And uh, once again, the month over month, was 0.1. So that was both. They were both 0.1%. Maybe that's what was confusing me earlier this morning <laughs> when I was crunching the numbers. So yeah, this is now the lowest. Well, now I think this is the lowest we've seen since probably March 2020 when when, when um, prices went negative um, year over year. But so a good producer prices report, <laughs> even better. Than, you know, I'll tell you, it was funny because I was watching Bloomberg, as you can see in the background, and they were saying that it was better than expected. And I was like, I thought 0.4% is what we were expecting, but eh, whatever. And it was better than expected, <laughs> 0.1%. But you know what else was better than expected? And let me do a double check on my numbers on this one. Okay, uh, jobless claims. Jobless claims were supposed to rise slightly to 250,000 when in fact they fell to 237,000 for the week ending July the 8th. That's a 12,000 claim drop and is almost back to the levels it was before last week's jump. And it's actually one of the lowest numbers that we've seen in the last two months. And like I said, economists were projecting it was going to rise to 250,000. So we actually saw jobless claims fall and we are continuing to see inflation data also fall. I mean, I know everyone kind of joked about there being this sort of soft landing because it's never happened. It never happens. But I mean, you look at this data and we got inflation slowing. We have the labor market cooling, but I mean, just barely that a lot of people are saying, oh my gosh, is Powell going to pull off the impossible and we are going to see a soft landing, meaning that we control inflation and we keep unemployment low. Always thought to be impossible. Uh, continuing claims, here's a good example, rose slightly to about 1.73 million. That is slightly above last week, but it's still the second lowest level since March. So it's up a little bit, but almost what we saw last week. And like I said, second lowest level since March. So what we are seeing is a slightly, slightly cooling labor market while inflation has plummeted, both consumer prices, producer prices. And once again, producer prices <laughs> fell more than expected to uh, 0.1% in June. Not 0 0.4, 0 0.1. <laughs> uh, it happens, you know, it happens. Luckily, I was able to correct myself here. Now, there was something that was kind of funny that happened yesterday. So we talked about CPI. CPI was just phenomenal. 
Amazing report. Just, I mean, every category. I mean, even core inflation, which has been very sticky, uh, ha- fell more than expected. Even shelter inflation fell for the third straight month. We talked about that. But here's what's so funny. Is so, <laughs> and I can, I can make this joke because I was on Team Transitory. When, when inflation first happened, I was looking at the data and I said, yeah, I mean, there's arguments that this is only going to be temporary and that we shouldn't worry about it. I thought was a correct argument. I, I was on board with that. And then one month later, two months, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, inflation skyrocketing. I went, okay, maybe it's not transitory. Made a mistake, happens to everyone. We were wrong. What's funny is that some of the people who were on team transitory decided to spike the football. Like, ha, we told you. (laughs) I thought that was the weirdest argument. Paul Krugman probably being the most notable. He said on Twitter yesterday, gotta say it. You got, got, of course, gotta say it. That's what he said, gotta say it. The original team transitory proposition was that inflation would subside without the need for a big rise in unemployment. Not looking so wrong now, dot, dot, dot. Okay, first of all, that was not the original argument by Team Transitory. (laughs) We got the receipts, man. We can go back and look. I was on Team Transitory. And true, the argument was inflation, but it was, I mean, the unemployment, we wouldn't need to, you know, increase unemployment. But it was also that we wouldn't need to do rate hikes, that we wouldn't need to do anything in the economy. We wouldn't need to do anything. This is just going to subside on its own. That was the argument. Not like, oh, just employment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was not the argument. And it was funny because Connor Senna Bloomberg uh, had an appropriate response to this take, tweeting, all it took for inflation to be transitory was 500 basis points of rate hikes and 7% mortgage rates. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I, I think inflation fell a little quicker than everyone thought, especially considering the rise of inflation. But considering that it's taken us two, two years, I mean, inflation fell to numbers that we haven't seen since March 2021. So, you know, we're talking two years. I, I mean, sure, on a long enough timeline, that's transitory, I guess. <laughs> like, if, if you're talking about uh, all of humanity, then sure, two years is not that big of a deal. But in the world of economics, two years of very high inflation. Uh, yeah, that's not transitory in any way, shape, or form. It was so weird that these guys were making that argument. And like I said, I was on Team Transitory. I I thought what we were going to see was a temporary blip because of uh, COVID spending. I thought that, you know, an increase in money supply, while, of course, as we all know, as Milton Friedman famously said, always and everywhere a, what, what is it? Um, inflation is always and everywhere a monetary problem, you know, too, too, too many dollars chasing too few goods. I mean, that's the definition of inflation is that it's too much money, but we had seen the government pumping money for over a decade and we never saw inflation. And so I thought, okay, maybe it's going to be temporary. And I guess we just reached the tipping point. And then all of a sudden we got to start pulling money. Uh, out of the system, and that's what we've been doing with, you know, well, not we, <laughs> not me, <laughs> like, I, like I'm on the Fed board. <laughs> that's what the Fed has been doing, has been, okay, we're going we're gonna to cut back on inflation, 
We're going to raise rates. That's what it does. It pulls money out of the system, uh, as well as quantitative tightening, which they have been engaged in with regard to the treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. So, yes, that's been pulling money out of the system. And they had to do that along with raising rates. And it has slowed down the economy, not to the point where we're in a recession. And that's, once again, going back to that soft landing conversation. But, yeah, transitory. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so funny to me that they are making, I mean, such a weird spiking of the football. Like, we were right. (laughs) We told you. It was only took two years, 500 basis point rate hikes. Unprecedented, by the way. We've never seen the Fed do what it did. And, you know, 15-year high mortgage rates. That's all. That's yeah, uh, transitory. It's all it took. Now, here's the good news for mortgage rates. Here's the good news. So, as I mentioned yesterday, intraday trading on Monday, the 10-year treasury, which of course tracks with what's happening with the 30-year, which depending on the spread, <laughs> which is which is high right now, hit 4.08%. And not, we hadn't seen a number like that since March. And it was after the jobs report, which is weird. It was after ADP, and then we thought we were going to see a little relief after the jobs report, and we didn't. And then intraday... Monday, we saw rates go back up to 4.08%. They then finished the day a little lower. And then, of course, you know, Tuesday we saw, I think maybe a little bit. But then yesterday, we got CPI and plummeted. And the good news is that rally has continued as we are about to open. In fact, this morning, it looked like we were going to see the 10-year maybe fall under 3.8. Right now, it's right around 3.82. But it's looking at you know, possibly being down about five basis points from where we were at yesterday's close. And so we're looking at, I mean, I mean, we're, we're basis. I mean, from a, from a yield perspective, the 10 year is down over 25 basis points. Phenomenal. <laughs> that is phenomenal. We're, we are back. Let me see if I can pull up my chart here. We are back to where we were well, a little lower than that. We're back to where we were at the end of June. So, I mean, that spike that we saw last week uh, is now gone. We are back to where we were. Now, it's still higher, still higher, but we are moving in the right direction. We got good inflation data, CPI, PPI. Uh, However, I do want to remind everyone that a lot of great inflation data, there's still concern about what is going to happen with this last percent. We know we got to get down to the 2% Fed rate target rate. And that's going to be not easy. <laughs> so I mean, we've seen the last two months, we have seen inflation fall from 5% to 3%. But that last percent, ugh, I think it's going to be, it's going to be rough. So we are moving in the right direction, but don't expect us to be at like 2% by the end of this year. I don't think anyone's even calling for that. Uh, what did, I think Powell said 2025, <laughs> let's hope he's let's hope he's being a little too pessimistic but um they are expecting inflation to remain sticky this last one percent that we have to go all right we got to go we got mortgage rates coming out at noon today as always from freddie mac uh however 
best bet's probably to follow the 10-year, <laughs> which is falling, thank goodness. Uh, and then we got nothing happening on Friday. So good thing we don't do a show on Friday. Good thing for that. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Thursday and Friday and the weekend. And we'll be back here Monday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.